Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Julie of Primetime Cams. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website, Adult Site Broker 3.0, at adultsitebroker.com. The look and feel of the new site is nice and up-to-date and easier to navigate. The new site also has links to our affiliate program, ASB Cash, and our new blog. Speaking of ASB Cash, we've doubled our affiliate payouts. Now, when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a tube site that has full-length BDSM videos for free. The site is built on WordPress and is four years old. They're currently the only free tube providing premium BDSM videos, and it's been reduced in price. They regularly add user requests and user-provided content after moderation. The owner started the site out of frustration because there was nothing else out there like it and he wanted to visit such a site. It soon became popular on Reddit and business soared. The owner has decided to move on to other ventures outside the adult industry. The site's visitors come back again and again due to its uniqueness. They have over 13,000 premium videos and most of them are 30 minutes or longer. With more videos and categories, the site can do even better. Most of the traffic is from Tier 1 countries. There is no advertising being done for the site. All of the traffic is either type-in or from SEO. This is a great opportunity for someone with existing traffic. Now only $235,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Julie Smith, the founder and co-owner of Primetime Cams. Hey Julie, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Primetime Cams launched earlier this year. Now, Julie is a newcomer to the adult world and has been in the industry only since February 2021. I'll be gentle. Now, prior to that, <laughs> she worked in travel, having different customer specialist roles, which is where she learned how impactful great customer service can and should be. Her passion to create and design can be traced back to her pre-professional days, whether it was drawing large charcoal portraits or creating mixtape covers or logos for local artists. With a strong desire to innovate, create, and have a positive impact, in her free time, she loves learning new skills, listening to music, and traveling. Primetime Cams is the first independent marketplace platform of its kind, offering a central collection of trending models streaming live from major cam sites around the world, including Chatterbait, Vaga Cams, Strip Chat, Live Jasmine, and more. Using some of the latest technology and great features, they offer members a unique and personalized experience with a goal to put fans in front of their favorite webcam models on one platform. 
Their mission is to bring models and fans together while becoming a destination that will create a level playing field for all webcam creators in the industry. So how was your commercial? Is it okay? Oh, that sounded really good, I must say. <laughs> I had somebody I had someone I did an interview yesterday. I had somebody say, Oh, I'm gonna use that. Is that okay? I said, sure, you can use that. That's not a problem. So how did you get into this crazy adult industry of ours? Uh, good question because that's why I asked um, him. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I literally had no idea what Chatterbait, Live Jasmine, or strip, strip Chat was at all. <laughs> so before I even started in the adult camming industry, I really knew nothing about it until early 2021 when I was first introduced to it. But prior to that, I was working for a travel company for about five years. And then in 2020, uh, which was the infamous year of COVID, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I was laid off like Lovely. a lot of people at that time, unfortunately. Sure. So I was unemployed for about a year. Hmm. And then last year in February, I actually received a call from a temp agency hmm. asking me if I was interested in the customer service role. And the gentleman did kind of explain to me that, you know, hey, it is adult content. Are you OK with it um, mm -hmm. or would this be a problem? Uh, so, you know, obviously it wasn't. So I immediately accepted the role working at Chatterbait as a customer oh, okay. service representative. Cool. Yep. Basically just answering customer, e customer emails, mostly going through a lot of the feedback from the community, mm -hmm. um, learning a lot about the affiliate program and, uh, just the entire camming industry as a whole. So yes. that's, that's pretty much how I was introduced into the, uh, adult industry. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yes, I know their CEO, Shirley, who's been dodging me ever since I started this podcast. I hope she hears that. <laughs> I haven't met her. I think I've sent a couple well, if of you go to internet, inbox, if you but... go to internet, like I was suggesting to you before we started this podcast, you will no doubt meet her. So, um, I hope so. how and I'll make sure and introduce you. So how and why did you start Primetime Camps? There are actually a few different reasons why I started primetime camps. I think just one of the biggest reasons was due to the feedback that was coming in from the CB community. Like mm. um, one of my daily tasks for months was just to go through like the suggestions and mm -hmm. comments that were submitted by the members through the sure. feedback form, which pretty much came from everybody. It came from the models, um, a lot of the customers and um, even some of the affiliates. Mm -hmm. So Doing this on a daily basis, I kind of learned like a lot of the frustrations and complaints coming from the entire community. But um, right. it wasn't until I like I really started researching and digging a little deeper, I kind of noticed the same feedback was uh, similar across the board, like regardless of the campsite, like it could have been mm -hmm. bio cams or um, strip chat or uh, live jab. And so that definitely played a, a huge role for the creation of PTC. But um, another reason is just the passion that I had when I finally, finally grasped the entire idea of like the affiliate program and like the campsite right. white labels. Because when I very first started in the very beginning, um, I was kind of playing around with our white label a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if anybody knows the CB white label, but it's a nightmare and it can be a challenge, you know, because hmm. you can't really pick a specific niche or like a gender tag or anything like that. And it's very, like, very difficult to change the appearance, which is kind of disappointing to me because I really like being creative, you know, and I, sure. I couldn't really do 
what I wanted to do. Uh, but not too long after this, I kind of knew that I wanted to use Chatterbait, mm -hmm. but I really couldn't do anything with the white label. Right. And then I think, um, you know, I didn't really have the entire idea or concept until I was speaking with my partner, actually, when, mm -hmm. and I can't even remember the discussion exactly, but she was like, oh, you should make something like TripAdvisor. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That's a great <laughs> idea. You know, why not? Yeah. So um, for me, call it strip where, advisor. Ooh, yeah, I you like know that. What? You know what? Somebody told me that. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't change the name. I already have friends. Yeah, you could be sure you'd get sued for that one. <laughs> you know what? But I do have something similarly called Strip Advisor 101. So it's not it. the exact company name, but yeah. Uh, but you know, fr from there, uh, that's kind of where Primetime Camps was born. And if you think about it, Bruce, like. If you look across any industry, there's like some type of marketplace. Like for music, you have sure. Spotify and SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. uh, for travel, you have something like Booking.com and um, uh, TripAdvisor. So right. I kind of wanted Thanks. to do something similar, uh, professional um, for the adult industry. Very cool. So yeah. I guess some of the, not only the concept, but some of the customer service challenges really inspired you to start this, right? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I like reading, I like reading the feedback a lot. I think that if you really listen to your customers, they can give you some really good ideas. They can help you improve as a company in general. So I'm really big on like the feedback and uh, what other people have to say. So how did your background in customer service and your experience help with creating your platform? My background, for me at least, I have an art and graphic design background, hmm. um, but still it kind of took me some time to get back into the flow of things mm -hmm. uh, because the last time like that I actually created something was probably back in 2015. So, you <laughs> know, I'm still trying to figure things out a little bit, but I think this has helped us mostly with um, our content that we kind of curate on social media Mm -hmm. And um, also with our uh, ads and creatives uh, for our advertisement banner. So, you know, I just really try to have fun with it. And, you know, I try to be as creative as possible. And I just kind of approach it like an art project, especially with our posts and our tweets. That's kind of where uh, my background fits in. But right. uh, my partner, Shema, he's uh, he's a self-taught full stack developer, actually. Oh, um, wow. but he has had a That's lot handy. of experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has, he has had a lot of experience just building uh, web applications, I think about seven years experience. Mm -hmm. So he had a pretty good foundation when we actually started, but I think he still faced a lot of uh, a lot of new challenges with this project. Sure. How did your customer service background help you? Well, you know what? I think that at least at my previous job, they were really, really big on pleasing the customer, giving uh, five-star customer service and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed as well that when you do that, even if um, the customer is wrong or you're wrong mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, people really appreciate your honesty and great customer service. Because I know nowadays, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, I don't know what's in the uh. water. I don't know what's going on. Uh. Every time I call, call uh. somewhere, I just terrible. get terrible customer service. It's terrible, service. isn't it? I, what's going on? <laughs> well, post, I, I can tell you exactly what's going on. Post COVID, the corporations realized they could get by with less people and they could get oh, by with man. virtual work. And now what they did after cutting back so many staff members, they haven't rehired them. 
And the people that are left are pissed off. And some of those people are leaving because it's just, it's just not fun anymore. Especially they were leaving when the government was giving them a bunch of free money. But I bet. <laughs> corporate America, yeah, might have done the same. Corporate America, except I haven't had a job in a long time. I work for <laughs> myself. They, cor- corporate America, they'll do anything they can to save a cent. And they really don't give a damn about the customer and they don't give a damn about their employees. Oh, I could go on Agreed. for hours about this. Agreed. I mean, I'll give, you an ex- I'll give you an example, okay? <laughs> Capital One. Mm-hmm. I loved Capital One before the pandemic. Their customer service was unbelievable. Now it's horrendous. A couple nights ago, I was trying to get through to customer service because I realized I paid my bill twice. How's that for a good customer? Huh? And I had another account with them that had a balance. So I wanted to move the balance over. You won't believe how hard it was to get through their automated system. That son of a bitch would not let me through. Oh, and I was screaming at the phone at a certain point. I was like, I was like, my bill, asshole. And, you know, I don't know, seriously, okay. My my wife's out, yeah, I don't know. out in the other room like she's hearing me, right? And, and it was just it was just ridiculous. And when I got somebody on the phone, I said, I know it's not your fault. I know you don't run this place, but I gotta tell you, you guys yeah. have really gone downhill. And I hate yeah. the fact that I'm, I have to give that that um, feedback every time I call. The person I dealt with was fantastic, and I told him so. And I feel bad for customer yeah. service people. But my Man. God, you're right. Something in the water. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's really, really, really bad. How's Trust that for me, my, our how's that for my service, rant? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it because I'm the same way. Our customer service is not going to be like that. I'm going to try to respond to everybody, every Good. tweet, at least acknowledge, you know, like something. Mm-hmm. So, good, good. So that's the that's what your customer service background. That's the that's the what's going to bring to your to your new company. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, you'll do it. You'll do it. I got confidence in you. I got confidence in you. <laughs> I already got a great feeling about you, and we still haven't met. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, how did you meet your business partner? And tell us how he's contributed to the success of the project. Oh, Shema, Shema, Shema. Isn't he great? Isn't he amazing? <laughs> I can't believe I got lucky with him. Oh my <laughs> goodness. But Shema, he's uh he's actually the second developer that has worked on the project. And I actually <laughs> met him through my partner's cousin. <laughs> so like during the initial stages and uh the first few weeks of primetime camps, I had a developer that I knew and worked with uh for my previous job. And he actually helped us out a lot and kind of helped us tie the entire idea together. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately, he couldn't really commit to the completion of the site. I was <laughs> left without a developer. But uh, even old before story. that, it's an old uh, story. You know, even before, <laughs> yeah. But even before that, I um, I remember having a conversation with my partner's cousin Dario, and he's actually a front end developer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I was kind of shown the project. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I have so far, and he was giving me really good good feedback on it as well. Even to this day, when I reach out um, to him, he'll, he's very, very helpful. Sure. But as soon as I lost the first developer, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I need somebody really, really, really good. Who do you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's when he gave me uh, Shima's contact information. And then from there, 
Uh, he's just been grinding on the project and this is with a full-time job. So he has a full-time job and then uh, he works on prime time as well, which is just crazy to me because he's super, super efficient. He uh, started working on the project in February mm-hmm. and uh, he was able to get something live in the middle of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his contribution has been huge, man. I think mm-hmm. I think the concept and entire idea was great, but he right. kind of transformed everything that we originally had. And uh, he just took it to another level, I think. But, sure. Yeah, I got really lucky with him. He's super incredible. You need, you um, need so somebody like much, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He takes care of pretty much anything that's technical. And uh, I do everything else. So Mm -hmm. uh, currently it's just the two of us trying to figure things out. So we do everything. I'm very artistic. And Mm -hmm. um, when I had when I had this idea, it wasn't like this in the beginning at all. It definitely Mm -hmm. wasn't like this. Um, So I kind of started drawing out the wireframes and um, try to put everything together. Um, but I think the most important thing is just, I'm really, really, really creative. And I try to, mm-hmm. um, approach everything just like it's an art project. And as <laughs> far as Shema, um, like I said before, he's, he's a full stack developer. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, he's had a lot of experience just building web applications, um, at his previous job. So, mm-hmm. uh, me, my, my, uh, graphic design and, uh, art experience, um, and then Shema, he's just a, a self-taught full stack developer. Great team. Great team. I so, think we make a great team. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, it's crazy because he'll do something when mm-hmm. I thought about it last week and it's just like, wow, wow. we're super in line. Yeah, you need to have talents that blend well together to have a successful partnership, among other things. But that's yeah, kind for of, sure. That's kind of the minimum. That's kind of the minimum for sure. So being new to the industry, plus having a developer saves you a lot of money. Um, being new to the industry, what are some of the most helpful resources that have helped you along the way? Uh, good question. You know what? There there are quite a few. Since we are newer to the industry, um, I feel like we pretty much have to be super sponges and just soak up a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm pretty much all over the place trying to find things to read. But I think the first uh, one that I was uh, introduced to and started using was when I was working for Chatterbait. um, And that was AmberCutie.com. And it's like a forum with like Mm -hmm. models, customers. um, And there are a few campsites on there as, uh, as well. But mm-hmm. I just really enjoy reading some of the uh, feedback from the customers and the models. It's it's really good. I don't know if you ever had the time to go on there, but no. I think it's good feedback for um, any campsite in the industry. But they can be brutally honest. I, I love it. <laughs> and then um, another one was, yeah, another one um, that I used heavily in the beginning mm-hmm. um, was the porndude.com, which is like super helpful because um, it has a directory for everything um, related to porn and oh, nice. also webmasters as well. Um, oh. And then WeCamGirls is another forum. Oh, my like friends. Some of the models. Believe, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've got an interview with those guys in an hour and a half. Nice. Yeah, you know everybody. <laughs> I get around. I get it. They're, they're good friends. They're good friends. Nice. But yeah, so WeCamGirls is a good one. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the more professional version of Amber Cutie, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, have you, met, have you uh, met those guys? I have not. You know what? Uh-huh. I actually emailed, uh, I forget the name. I emailed someone over there Tristan. trying to get her name on the web. Yes, oh. Tristan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah. I emailed Kristen him and in a very uh, so those those guys uh, own WeCam Girls then. Yep. Yep. Well, nice, you come nice. come to the Vegas come to the Vegas show and you'll meet them too. I'll, I'll make sure. I'm coming. I'm All right. Coming. I know. I'm <laughs> selling you. I'm selling you. Excellent. So, so what technology are you using, and what can users expect? Um, so, all of the technology, honestly, was introduced to me by Shema. He mm-hmm. um, introduced it to me. Said, "Hey, I use this, this, and this." Um, I did a little bit of research and I'm like, okay, perfect. Looks good to me. But, you know, our web application is custom built, um, Mm -hmm. and it's custom built from scratch uh, using Angular and JavaScript. And we also have like a couple different databases, uh, that we use both for online and offline models. And, um, that a lot, that allows us to do a lot, but it's also very complex, but, you know, uh, I hope that you know when users come to our platform uh we're really hoping that they just have the best live webcam experience you know Mm -hmm. we don't have any ads and it's completely free to use believe it or not (laughs) so when you create an account uh you'll be able to use any of the features so Mm -hmm. uh we just try to create something uh that would give users just the best overall experience and bring something that was familiar uh, Mm -hmm. fun and interactive i guess you know Sure. I would imagine your revenue model is affiliate revenue, right? Yeah. Okay. That's correct. Okay. How are you uh, how are you promoting it? So, honestly, marketing was actually something that me and Shema learned on the fly. Uh so mm-hmm. in the very beginning, I kind of knew that I would have to heavily rely on social media because sure. we we don't have a budget or a very large budget at all. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I would have to like really try to be creative and just stand out. So I kind of started using and testing social media um, posts out in the beginning. And I think mm-hmm. I've refined that to be pretty good. So I do a mm-hmm. lot of the promotion through um, our social media platforms like Instagram, uh, which I'm getting ready to, I don't know, they're going to block me. They're going to, they're going to take I was gonna down ask my you account. About that. <laughs> Let me ask you about that. Be careful. Um, Yeah, yeah, super, super. But Twitter. Yeah, Mark doesn't. Mark doesn't like us us (laughs) pornographers. Oh man, they it's because the way that I'm kind of creating our our Instagram social media is color coordinated, and it's Mm -hmm. like a color scale uh, gradient. So Mm -hmm. if one post is deleted, it just kind of messes up everything. So I kind of have to Mm -hmm. figure out a different way on uh, how to make it work but interesting yeah so social media and then actually um shem is the one who who introduced seo to me Mm -hmm. so we worked on that for about a month and Mm. we did a lot of research and started from just the very basics of just trying to understand and trying to learn what it was Mm -hmm. to uh submitting a site map so he submitted a site map after we kind of learned a lot about it. We did a lot of keyword research and um, competitive analysis. So it's still an ongoing process. Which is a lot. The competition in CAMS is brutal. And unfortunately, you have to compete with your partners. Exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, I think I I I figured out a hack, but we'll see Mm -hmm. if it works. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) Yeah, if we screw it. Careful with that too. (laughs) Oh, man. If we screw anything up, though, um, I'll just probably have to hire your guy, Robert, from Too Much. <laughs> oh, 
Yes, yes, definitely. I might yeah. have to get them on. There you go. There you. You've been listening to my podcast, huh? I have. I good, have. good, good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Robert's a gem. He's a good dude. Known him for a very long, long time. He was one of the first people I met in the industry well over 20 years ago. So Nice. There's a lot of people like that. So what's unique about this platform and the features that Primetime Cams has to offer? Oof, so many things, I think. Well, tell um, me what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think just one of the biggest things, aside just from the technology that we're using, it's just an adult marketplace for live cams. Just having right. the capability to see any model that's live from any of the integrated cam sites mm-hmm. simultaneously, you know. Right. Um, and that's across any category, gender, uh, country, or age. And the five platforms that we currently have on our site are Chatterbait, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Manga Cam, Sky Private, Live Jasmine, and Strip Chat. So mm-hmm. um, I would say that. Mm, our most unique feature is probably definitely primetime pages, which is something mm-hmm. that I created all of part of my prime time. Um, and this is where our members really start to personalize their experience by, you know, creating a page with any of the models that are available from the live uh, five cam sites. It's kind of mm-hmm. similar to a list on Twitter or a playlist on Spotify, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of different things that I want to do with this in the future. Okay. Okay. Um, are you planning on adding more campsites? And if so, when? You know, when I when I very first started uh, this project and I had the wireframe design together, I literally had every single campsite on there. I'm like, oh, I'm putting everybody on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, from a development and um, startup perspective, it wasn't really feasible. Uh, mm-hmm. So I needed to just select between like four to five campsites. And uh, we would like slowly integrate more campsites as our user base in uh, traffic group. Okay. But yeah, for the next phase, which I'm not really 100% sure, um, I want to add um, some newer campsites and smaller ones too. So I think mm-hmm. cams.com is mm-hmm. going to, we're going to add them next. They've been patiently waiting for us. <laughs> and then I think- Nice to we'll be in get, that position. Uh, yeah. I think um, we'll get Cherry TV on there Mm -hmm. uh, next, which is one of the newer ones. Right. And then I think it's only right to add my free cams in uh, StreamMate next. Yeah. Fantastic. Those are are all good ones. No two ways about it. So from a tech standpoint, what challenges are you facing? Shema faced, I think, some great challenges. I think one of the biggest challenges um, that he faced was just trying to keep all the platforms in sync and to know which models are online, which models are offline, what category they're in, what gender they're in. And then another thing that he had to do was kind of standardize the information offered by each platform Mm -hmm. about its models uh, to try to create a really, really good database. And I'll give you an example. If you go to bongacams.com and look Mm -hmm. at their list of tags, it's very unique to their campsite. Okay. And you're not going to find a lot of those tags on Strip Chat or on Chatterbait. Interesting. So what he had to do was try to kind of find a way to um, standardize all the tags into a database so it makes sense for the actual user. And then just lastly, I think just try to make all this information just quickly accessible to the user. You know, where if, you know, we have a lot of users online, 
we wanted to make sure that the load times were fast. Right. Absolutely. So I think those are the. Yeah. People will not wait. Right. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like, I like to say people have the attention span these days of a gnat. Yeah, for sure. And gnats do not have very long attention span. <laughs> so I hear. I don't know many. I go to primetime cams. What, what am I going to see and what am I going to experience? So, you know, when I, when I show the site to someone, they immediately mm-hmm. think, oh, is this Netflix or is, uh, mm-hmm. Spotify or YouTube? Mm-hmm. It has that kind of feel to it. Okay. And um, the technology is very new and we wanted something that was really, really familiar to anybody, even the way mm-hmm. that you navigate. Uh, when sure. you scroll up, when you scroll down, like our platform is very familiar with the everyday apps that people are using on their on their phone and their devices. Right. Very good. So do you plan on having your own models in the future? I think that's probably what everybody would expect next. I mean, you know, maybe that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I think right now our main focus is just providing users with um, the best possible experience. Mm-hmm. And then after that, once we're able to generate um, enough tra- traffic, I want to be able to kind of do something and give back to the models like in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, you know, will be useful for them mm-hmm. and to help them be more successful when they're camming. So maybe after that, I don't know when that's going to be a couple years, but I'm not really sure. We'll see. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You got time. So what are some valuable lessons you've learned throughout the process of creating primetime camps? Mm, Like I said in the beginning, uh, patience. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I I definitely learned patience for sure. Because before this entire thing started, like I had no patience at all. I know I probably (laughs) drove drove Shimmer crazy. He hated me at times probably, but you know, I wanted it to be done as quickly as possible and like by anyone that could do it. But you know, I had to learn that things can take time, you know, especially if you want them to be great and not just Mm -hmm. good or mediocre. So yeah, patience uh, for one. And then uh, secondly, I think just, not to try to control everything, you know, you hmm. want to kind of go with the flow. And right. when I started, I had envisioned everything in my mind, like when this was supposed to happen, when that was supposed to happen, when this feature hmm. was going to launch and it didn't work that way at all. It'll make you nuts. It will not work that way at all. So Mm-mm. things will happen when they're supposed to, and uh, just try not to control everything. That's uh, those are good life lessons to learn for sure. So yeah. what are the future goals for your company? So our, our main goal um, at this moment is just to increase um, traffic in our user base. Um, mm-hmm. So once we're able to do that, like I said before, like I really want to do something cool for the models. like provide them with something, mm-hmm. um, tools to help them be more successful. And I have some ideas in mind, but mm-hmm. nothing is really concrete yet. And yeah. I'm sure it would give us a lot more challenges, but I think that doing that for them would be very, very cool. I don't think any any cam site or any anybody in the porn industry does what I want to do. So, uh, hmm. but we have to be patient, allow everything to happen just organically sure. and naturally, and just try not to bite off more than we can choose. So, but right. I'm thinking the model side of things are going to be next, like claim hmm. their account or claim their profile, and then. Uh, provide them with some tools and resources. 
That's fantastic. Look, the models are the product. The models are what makes it go. So it's really, yeah. really important to take care of the models. Absolutely. What are you working on now? Uh, right now, uh, we're doing a little bit of everything. Um, mm -hmm. The most significant thing is just kind of ironing, iron, ironing out. <laughs> is it for bugs. you to say? Uh, oof. <laughs> You're right. Uh, slowly, you know, I'm slowly starting that work with other individuals in the company and mm -hmm. in the industry. Right. Um, SEO right now and just keep coming up with good ideas and hopefully we'll see some things happen. Absolutely. You know, the creator, the whole creator industry has has gotten so big. Is there any thought of bringing that into primetime cams? I don't know. I think I just want to kind of strictly keep it to the, the camming industry, you know, give them something mm -hmm. special. I think that there are a lot of creator platforms going on right now. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think sure. it's, I think I just want to keep it, um, in the, the dog camera industry for now, but that can change in the future. I think anything can change. The, uh, yeah. the thing that, uh, stays the same as everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Julie, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on adult site broker talk. And I hope we'll ch get a chance to do this again soon. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. My broker tip today is part nine of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about what information to provide a potential buyer. Here's more. Tell them what's special or different about your website. How is it unique? Make sure and include a list of all the websites you're selling in addition to any domains that come along with the sale. Is there anything that adds value to the sale? Provide them with any additional information upon request. Before giving a buyer any information, have them sign a non-disclosure agreement. If you use a broker, the NDA will be provided for you. Good brokers, uh, like, oh, I don't know, adult site broker, have a large resource of potential buyers that are looking for properties just like yours, and they know how to deal with potential buyers. They'll also negotiate the terms of the sale, such as price and any payment terms. Before closing the sale, find a good escrow service to make sure that both the buyer and the seller are protected. We have those resources, of course. Let's talk about some of the factors that influence the sale price of a website. Number one is always profit. It will be a multiple of the profit, and that multiple is based on whether the profit is trending up or trending down, and how fast it's trending up or down. I've seen valuations of as much as five times, although that's very rare. Normally, it's in the two and a half to four times area. I've also seen valuations of one-time annual profits if sales are taking a nosedive. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week, we'll be speaking with Tristan and Redker from We Cam Girls. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Julie of Primetime Cams. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.